What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Friday. Friday. It's Friday. Big uh, ass day. Yes, it is. What's up, Chess? Great day. What's happening? What's up? Well, you know, it's Friday. It's a big weekend of just all the things. We're going to have Nuggets. We're going to have Avs playing at the exact same time tomorrow. We're going to have the AFC and NFC championship games. That's happening. Huge weekend in Boulder, recruiting wise. <laughs> I know. Saturdays, they've got a like a six-hour junior day lower or uh, uh, underclassman day, so no guys in this year's class, obviously. Yep. We're- Num- number one tackle in the country. All, all yeah. kinds of dudes coming in. It's crazy, man. Yep. I can't wait to go up. We're going to um, get to all of that because we <laughs> there's so much stuff to crazy dive into. Let's weekend. just dive into it. Let's, the first thing we need to do, though, is get somebody qualified for the Vegas trip. Uh, for the drawing for the Vegas trip. So uh, Dan Tanner's rolling with us today. DT, who is the name? All right, Landon Fielder. You got five minutes. Landon Fielder. Landon, let's go, Landon. Fielder. Let's, 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 let's get go, it, dog. man. Let's get it. Let's go. Do, do we want to go to – let me just ask you all out there. Yes. Do you want to go to Vegas? The answer is yes. Okay, because I certainly want to – I would want to go to Vegas. I mean, I, I'm, like, tempted to get fired to get in on the drawing. <laughs> What's up, dog? <laughs> that drawing I'm is say some crazy stuff today. Just to go to <laughs> just, Vegas. Just, What's just up? to go to Vegas. You better hurry up and get qualified. Uh, that drawing, incidentally, is tonight at 5 p.m. during the Crackman and Lindahl show. So uh, we'll be qualifying more people on the hour every hour today, leading up to the drawing there tonight. Um, all right. This picture of Vic is freaking me out. <laughs> is it right next to you? It is right there. So there's a, fa- a, frame, a framed picture of Vic Lombardi I mean, I know in the he's studio. handsome. Look at that jawline, but good God. <laughs> Can we which, point in a different which, direction? A, it's in black and white. It is black and white. Why? This show is going to kick ass yeah, today. Let's go. It for sure is. Um, look, uh, let's just start uh, in a... Um, not as happy place. The Avs took a loss to the Anaheim Ducks last night, and bad it, L. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's it is a bad L, and it snapped the Avs' six-game uh, winning streak. They've had this That's tendency. Why I don't care. 
It's well, not that I don't care. It's just it's like, eh, well, if they were three and three and lost this game, I'd be like, okay, it'd be different. That sucks. Yeah. They won six in a row. It seems like they got their stuff together. People are getting healthy. Mm-hmm. The All Star break's coming up. It's just that it's just that they've had this tendency this year to lose to some teams that they you you shouldn't. And, and look, this is it's almost the the dichotomy right now between the Nuggets and the Avs, where the Nuggets they're going to be the one or the two seed, and hopefully the one. And I'm like, okay, I'm watching Golden State and the Lakers, and I'm like, okay, are they going to be the seven or the eight? Who are they going to have to play mm-hmm. in the first round that <laughs> is a good team that we're going to that we might struggle with a little bit, you know, with some championship pedigree. And then I watch the Avs, and I'm like, man, they could sneak in like the six or the right. seven and beat it, someone's ass. It's the exact, exact right. so everything's it's like exact it's switched right now. So I, I just I'm not worried about it because I know that they're going to make the playoffs, and nobody in the playoffs wants to see this hockey team. No one. Yeah, it's a fact. I mean that that is true. I just I don't know. You know, the, you know, you want to see your team perform. That's why. Yeah, it just weirded That's me why. out a little bit. I mean, it, it, every look, it's the. The, the pundit and all of us watching the games going, well, this could bite us in the ass in the playoffs. Yeah. That's why. But in 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 football, where it's a one-off, mm-hmm. that's – I can really watch a game and go, man, this could really bite us in the ass. This is not good. Yeah. In seven-game series, potentially. You have time to I mean, get it sorted out. I mean, is anybody really going to beat that team in a seven-game series? I don't think so. There's no way. A healthy just, Avalanche team? Come on, yeah, dog. They're going to run everyone. I know. I, I, I'm i with you on that. I just, uh, you know, I, I just there's just sometimes I just get weirded out by losses. It's, they were up 3-1. to one. They looked like they were just cru- – you know, you, you, It's just an opportunity for, for the coaching staff to go coach. Yeah. And say, look, we can't float. We can't get up 3-1 to one and float. We're not that good. And everybody in the room looks at each other and goes, "Yeah, we're that good. We need to get our stuff together." <laughs> right? We're, like, yeah, come on. yeah, yeah. Just, just all he need, all Ben needs to do is walk in, talk a little bit of junk, have McKinnon and McCarr look at each other and go, "Hey, we're pretty good. We can't let this happen again." And everybody moves forward. You know what, Chaz? And and the thing about they've said this on a couple of. I remember uh, Evan Rodriguez, and I, I wish I can recall the game that that they lost, and he was. Uh, you know, he basically just said, "This is unacceptable. We can't. This we we can't operate like this." And then they went on a big winning streak. And Andrew Cogliano, after last night's game, kind of was the same thing. This is what are we doing here? This is this is we we can't lose a game. Yeah, we we shouldn't lose a game like this. And they and they shot. They shouldn't have. I mean, they were three one up with super late in the second period. And then the Ducks scored a goal that was just. You, know, you have these moments in games where you know a flying V. Yeah. They <laughs> Emilio Estevez popped out and was like, Flying V! Exactly right. Exactly right. Whatever happened to that guy? Um, Charlie Sheen's drinking tiger blood, Emilio Estevez, nowhere to be found. You got you know those two are brothers, right? No, I don't. You didn't know that? No. They're brothers. They are? Yeah. Martin Sheen's their daddy. I don't know. Emilio Estevez is a stage name. What's his real name? I, something Sheen. <laughs> Look, I'm coming to you for all the pop culture knowledge right now. I don't right know now. what his damn name is. <laughs> Emilio Estevez is his name. Billy the Kid. Moving uh, forward. Frank Frank, <laughs> Frank, Frank Vitrano scores Friday, uh, the baby. second of his three goals late, <laughs> right after the Avs scored late in the third, and then second in the second. And so instead of going into the locker room with a 3-1 lead, they went into the locker room with a 3-2 lead in Anaheim. Had to go in with momentum. They come back out. Obviously, they score three in the third. One of them empty net, uh, and they come back and win a game they never should have won in a million years. But hey, it's okay. 
Uh, the Avs, as you have said, uh, six straight wins. They will get back at it tomorrow against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, that game can be heard right here on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. The Nuggets game, incidentally, will be heard on AM 950 as they are running concurrently uh, together. Um, when I walked Parlay in. chance right there. Is there? Oh, damn straight. Take the Avs and the Nugs together. What are they? A little combination action. What are they against the spread? Do we know? Oh, Do you know, know that the, what the Avs or the Nuggets are well, this I mean, season sure against the spread? You can find it out. Just let me bring up the old trusty sports book here. <laughs> While you're doing that, let me, um, my, let me get face recognition. Hold on. <laughs> Handsome. Check. Oh, I'm back in. We're rolling. So right now, the Nugs. This is what we're doing this today. Well, you just asked. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. Yeah, they don't have uh, numbers on either yet, so okay. they'll, they'll uh, be up tomorrow morning or later this afternoon, I'm sure. Uh, Michael Malone, incidentally, will be on the program here in about 10 minutes' time, so he'll preview the uh, what's obviously a really big game, the Nuggets and the Philadelphia 76ers. Nikola Jokic should be back in action uh, against Joel Embiid, who really, 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 really wants to win, win an MVP really badly, but... Um, well, this, this guy Jokic is just in his way every better. single time. Yeah. So, well, look, Embiid is a great scorer, and that's about the end of it. So he can rebound because he's big, but he's not a great rebounder. He's not a great defensive player, and he whines and he plays in Philly, so he'll never win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and look, I, let me ask you this question, Dems, because this has been a, to- a hot topic of conversation both on the airways at rival stations here, with you know Merrillat spouts off about the the Nuggets constantly, which I hate. Uh, but he's got a point when he when he says the load management stuff. How do you feel about that? Like, if you have a kid and you take him to a game, you saw how heartbroken that kid was the other night. He didn't get to see Jimmy Buckets play. You know, Nicole was taking a couple of nights off, which I don't care about. As a professional athlete, bro, take your time off. I need you to be good in the playoffs. I understand it. But to the regular fan, they don't. They don't get it. How do you feel about that? Well, we definitely want to talk about this, and um, I don't know, man. I'm of two minds about this because a team needs to do what a team needs to do to to be able to win a title. And what that entails in this kind of new age of NBA and new age of science and sports training and nutrition and all the things is that sometimes you sit your players out and well, for the for the, the greater good fault for back to backs they don't have to do back to backs i talked about this with dover yesterday they, they don't have to do back to backs they denver milwaukee is more important than a back to back they could have scheduled that correctly so you see you see championship level basketball well so what what they should have done then that to me in that scenario is just switch the games so uh the nuggets were in New Orleans the the night before, which is also a big game. Why do they have to? Why don't they just stop playing back to backs? But New Orleans didn't have any of their players, so they, well, this is kind of my point. It stopped playing back to backs, and you stop the stress, and then everybody plays. Yeah, I, I think it's um, you're trying to fit the schedule. You, you like how many, how many days would you add to the regular season? Um, you know, I, I there's uh, obviously also issues with building availabilities and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, it, it is something that the, the NBA will have to, well, you know, they're not going to they take a look at it. They, they, they have reduced back-to-backs pretty drastically over the, I'd say the last five to six years, but they don't think they're going to get rid of them. Well, I don't think the NBA cares about disappointing a fan. Like, 
that sucks. You bought a ticket. The but guy you, didn't play. And I think that's generally speaking. They because you know care. why, though? Because you know why it's generally speaking? Because they put two days in between that game and this one that's on ABC. Because they don't want either one of these two teams to sit any of their players on what is, to me, I believe this is the first Saturday uh, week weekend of Saturday games, like the NBA. The NBA does this when the football season starts. It's the first time they've got yeah. Saturday. Right. It's um, the first time they don't own Saturday in the first. Mm-hmm. You know, football's owned Saturday for how many weeks? Yeah, yeah. And so now the NBA is taken over, and this is their first uh, slate of games. The Nuggets are the first of a triple header of games that are all marquee matchups. And so the NBA, what they've done is – in the past, they have had some of these coaches that have sat their players out, and they definitely don't want that when they're going to be on national TV. Their national TV partners are would be up in arms if their star players aren't on the courts for those nights. So they started putting days in between these games, which is why the Nuggets on – it's a three-game road trip that's taking an entire week to play because they put two games in between the Milwaukee game and this one that's going to be Joker versus Joel Embiid. So you know that they're thinking along those lines. The, the, the thought is there. The execution is There's whenever not. they want. you know, and, and, it's, and it's most certainly prior to these weekend games. So you'll see the Saturday games and the Sunday games. You'll see these teams not playing for the day. At least one day, more likely two, so that all the stars are on the court for those games. Now well, they could the playoffs, do that. Don't they have two days off the majority of the time? Yeah, yeah. This kind of goes. You play it's the first game. One day off. You get the There's yeah. You no get like two days after that, and then you play yeah. game a day off game. Maybe two more days before you try on, on the travel situation. So like you play every other day when they're on that three game stretch at home. And then when they go on the mm-hmm. road, they have two days off. Yeah. Yeah. Generally sense. speaking. Yeah. Takes yeah. About so a week, week and a half to get through a series. And you could do something like that. I think sometimes they feel like it's also a rite, rite of passage. Like you have to play two games, uh, you know, back to back games or three and four nights. Fun. Yeah. So it's, um, how do you feel about cutting 10 games? Never will they ever do that because well, I know of it's revenue. Eating, I right. get it. But yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd be all for it. Players that might get players on the court for every single game. We'll see. We'll post some of this stuff to Michael Malone. He's coming up next here on Altitude Sports Radio 925. 1020 on a Friday morning here in the Mile High City. You got Dempsey and Company, Christopher Dempsey, Matt McChesney, Dan Tanner sitting in today for the vacationing Steve Nelson. And uh, must be nice. Yeah. Well, where do you go? Nashville, because he's got a bunch of he's well, he's in a band. He's in a band. He is in a band. That's right. Yeah. So he's got his band friends or they're all in. They're all in Nashville frolicking, whatever they do in Nashville. Doing band stuff. (laughs) Rocking. (laughs) The Nuggets will get back to action tomorrow. Really big game at the Philadelphia 76ers. An afternoon game, incidentally, by the way, the NBA uh, has a, a set of marquee games on Saturday. The Nuggets and the Sixers will be the start of that day. And we will talk to and bringing in right now on the Colorado Discount Heating and Cooling Hotline uh, is the coach of the Denver Nuggets, Michael Malone. His appearance, the Michael Malone Show, is brought to you by Central City. Take I-70 to exit 243 and the Central City Casino, Casino Parkway, your four lanes to fun. Welcome into the program, Coach. We really appreciate you uh, joining us. Just want to start and want to look back before we look forward really fast because uh, you were very complimentary of the team after the game in Milwaukee about how they played and how they handled their business. 
Uh, just talk us through that and 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 why um, you you were satisfied with what you saw from the group that you started that you had on Wednesday night. Well, you know, it was the second night of a back-to-back, uh, a tough back-to-back at that, playing in New Orleans the night prior, long trip to Milwaukee, getting in late, and then having four starters out. You know, no Jamal, no Contavious, Caldwell Pope, no Michael, no Nicola, against a very good team in the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, and the fact that it's a five-point game, I think, with around five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, shows me that our guys went into that game with the right mindset. Uh, it wasn't without four starters. It's okay. We can just go out there and play. No, it was an opportunity for us to continue to establish our identity, play Nuggets basketball, fight, compete, and give ourselves a chance. And as a head coach, all I'll ever ask of our team is to go out there and play the right way and to give yourselves a chance against a very good team uh, in less than ideal situation. So uh, there are no moral victories in this business. We weren't celebrating in the locker room, but I wanted the players to know uh, from me as their head coach, could not have been more proud of uh, you know their mindset, their focus, um, and the fact that they went out there and competed at a high level. Uh, coach, glad you're back. Glad you're feeling better. Uh, big game on Saturday, national broadcast, obviously, and a matchup between two of the best in the business, uh, obviously the best in the business and Joker and then Embiid on the Eastern Conference side. As a as a coach, I know that you know you're game planning and to beat Philadelphia. But the fan inside of you, are you just excited to watch two great players just battle it out on Saturday like we are? Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I mean, even you know, I think there was a lot of people disappointed with the Milwaukee game because we had so many guys out. But you know, the the Nikola has won two MVPs in a row, and Giannis had won two prior to that. And now you go into Philadelphia with, to your point, you know, arguably the two best centers in the world in Nicola and Joel Embiid. So um, that's the best part about this job is that you get to see great athletes, great players, great competitors go at it on almost a nightly basis. And uh, we understand that Philadelphia is playing very well. They've won six in a row. Joel Embiid is a big part of that, as is James Harden. Um, you know, but at the base level, this is just another opportunity for us with 10 games to go before the All-Star break to go out there and continue to, to play at a high level. We're 20-5 and five in the last 25 games. Ooh. big reason with that, Matt, is that we, our defense Ooh. has been much, much better, and we're going to have a chance to um, keep playing that way. And, uh, and tomorrow will be a hell of a challenge, you know, on national TV, and uh, I know our guys are excited for that opportunity. We're speaking with Nuggets head coach Michael Malone. And, Coach, you just mentioned this and, and you about the scheduling. And you talked about it, uh, you know, pretty pretty in-depth after the game, or I don't know if it was prior to or after the game uh, at Milwaukee. But what can the NBA do scheduling-wise to make sure, A, you have games that would feature the last two players that to even win an MVP in this league? Um that they would both be on the court at the same time? And and do you ever envision a, 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 an NBA where there are no back-to-backs? I mean, what what scheduling has to happen here uh, for, for the NBA to get to ensure that its stars are on the court all the time? Well, I mean, the, it's I said after the game, I, I, and I mean this sincerely, um, the NBA has an impossible task. Like, you can't keep 30 teams happy. You know, I mean, this is not in the NFL where it's, you know, Obviously, you play every Sunday, sometimes Monday night, sometimes Thursday night. Uh, the NBA, 82 games, and back-to-backs are a part of it. Um, you would hope that they would realize that, okay, Milwaukee 
you know, a, a great team in the Eastern Conference, Denver, a very good team in the Western Conference, who's trying to achieve what Milwaukee has achieved in winning an NBA championship. And those two marquee players, if that's not the second out of the back-to-back, there's probably a great chance that both Nicola and Giannis are out there. Um, I know Steve Kerr has come out recently and talked about how, you know, let's get this you know, to 72 games, 70 game seasons, and that should take out most of the back-to-backs, which will allow for great players to be more available. Um, so it's it's such a, a, a difficult process. I think Adam Silver has done everything he can to to limit the back-to-backs. I mean, they're at an all-time low, so the NBA is aware of it. They're trying to do everything they can within their power without tinkering with the schedule and the sacred 82-game season. And I think the only way to get around that is to eventually you know, maybe cut the games down to maybe 72, whatever it may be. But uh, it's a part of it. It's unfortunate because I'm sure there are fans coming to that game in Milwaukee that wanted to see Nicole Jokic. So I, I want to see him out there. But, <laughs> you know, we, all, we also have a responsibility to take care of our players and not just think day-to-day, but also think long-term. You know, Coach, I, th- that leads me to this question, which is I know Nicola has been so super, and, and probably still is, uh, so super resistant to sitting any games out anytime, anywhere. I just wonder if he's a little more open to that uh, this year than he has been in years past. Yeah, he is. I, I think that comes with maturity. That comes with understanding that it's not just about the 82 games in the regular season. It's also about, you know, the, you know, the ability to be available for a long postseason run. And, you know, in order to do that, you know, um, you look around the league. I mean, this has been going on for a while now. It's not just yeah. um, one team. It's it's everybody. Uh, I mean, you know, players are, are sitting. And then, obviously, you know, for us, it's not he's just sitting to sit. I mean, Nicola has missed games recently because of the hamstring. Mm-hmm. And the second night of a back-to-back, playing the night before in a game that went down to the wire in New Orleans, and his minutes were extended because of that. You know, it's you know we have an obligation to take care of our players and make sure we're not putting them in harm's way. Um, so you know those those types of injuries, you know those those you know, those tendon injuries. If he goes out there and plays and strains his hamstring, he's out for a month. I mean that that changes that changes lives. <laughs> so you know we have to be really smart about you know uh, taking care of our players. Injuries are a part of this business, but if you can be smart, prudent, and proactive. Hopefully, you're going to allow your players to be as available as they can be. And that's a great – the greatest asset is availability in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, Coach, uh, Christian Brown got a lot of run in in the game in Milwaukee, and he's just been a real find. Uh, what what do you like most about what he's doing, and, and what do you see in terms of his progress uh, now we're over halfway through the season. It's more games than he ever played uh, in, in in college in in a single season. Uh, what are you seeing from him and 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 his his progression, his improvement so far this season? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Christian. And, you know, if, if you said, hey, what's one word that describes him? I just think the kid is fearless. You know, he just go out, he goes out there no matter who he's playing. Um, 
how many minutes he's playing. He plays the same way. Yeah, I know what I'm going to get from Christian Brown every night. He's going to go out there and be fearless, play hard as hell. He brings toughness. He brings defense. He runs the floor. He doesn't jog. He sprints. He moves really well without it. Um, it was great to see him make two threes against Milwaukee the other night. Uh, he gets downhill and attacks the basket. He defends his position. Uh, and you're right, Dems. He's, he, I think Christian is, uh, has played really well as of late, just getting more and more confident. And uh, I think the biggest thing for him is going to be, can he become a 38% three-point shooter? Who now you, Every time he shoots the ball, you think it's going in. You couple that with the attack mindset, the toughness, the defense, the moving without the ball, and you have a very good, very complete basketball player. But um, I'm a big fan of CB, and I'm just proud of him because he's – just been working, 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 and you've seen the progress, you've seen the improvement, and he's been given the chance to go out there and do it in game situations, which is even more impressive. You know, he's got a couple of big-time dunks, dunks to his already Sky. under his belt. I know. I was, were, were the hops something that you were aware of when, when you got him? You know, it's funny. When uh, we, we talked to him prior to the draft, you know, he, he actually even brought it up to me. He goes, you know, people always, you know, question my athleticism. He goes, but then I go to the Chicago Combine, and I'm one of the best jumpers there. He goes, don't sleep on my athleticism, <laughs> coach. I got, I got bounce. I got hops. And to your point, I think he's sneaky and he's surprising a lot of people. And he's getting to the rim and he's finishing. And the one in the Milwaukee game, uh, he dunked it and he almost looked at Giannis. And I was like, don't look at Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at him. Just, don't eye him. Don't, don't. <laughs> no, exactly right. Let it, let's sleep in dogs lie. Man. Just get back on defense. But. He's, uh, he, oh, I, I, awesome. I said, man, like, I, you know what you're going to get from him every single night, man. And, uh, that, that is something that as a coach you love, especially a young player like Christian. We're speaking with Nuggets coach Michael Malone. We'll get you out of here on this one. We know you got practice there and uh, uh, coming up there in Philadelphia. Um, Aaron Gordon, he had uh, 26 points, 14 rebounds in that game. And as the lone starter uh, on the court, He's look. He, he wants to get into the All Star game, and I'm I'm starting to see some traction nationally for that. But what, what's uh, what's his best case for that? And 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 what did you like most when you saw what he was able to do um, uh, Wednesday night at Milwaukee? Well, I tell you, man, what impressed me most about the Milwaukee game had nothing to do with the impressive stats and numbers. Uh, here's a guy that the four other starters are out. And Aaron Gordon, is he going to be like, okay, what am I doing out here? Or is he going to take advantage of the opportunity, be a leader, step up, and set the tone? And that's exactly what he did. I was really impressed with Aaron's performance, but also the leadership um, and the desire to go out there and and play and not shy away from playing against a great player like Giannis Antetokounmpo. So uh, why is he an all-star? We're the best team in the Western Conference. I think we're up two and a half games on Memphis right now. And and Aaron, from game one to game 48, whatever it is now, has just been consistent every night. The efficiency, the aggressiveness, the attack mindset, playing off of Nicola, playing with Nicola, guarding the other team's premier player almost every single night. He and Contagious Caldwell Pope. Um, You'd be hard-pressed to find a player in the front court in the Western Conference who has helped impact winning as much as Aaron Gordon has. And I, and I think that's one of the things that separates him from a lot of the other very talented front court players in the Western Conference. So um, it's a career best year for Aaron Gordon. Uh, I just I loved watching him play, how selfless he's been, but also the way he's impacted the game and put his imprint 
on the game almost every single night. And, um, you know, we're just so thrilled to have him. Here, here. And uh, Nikola Jokic obviously named a starter, voted in a starter. Uh, yesterday those starters were announced. Uh, so hopefully we're all crossing our fingers for Aaron Gordon. He's having the best season of his career. And, um, and Coach, exactly right uh, on, on all fronts. So, all right, the Nuggets get these Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow. That game is on ABC. That game can also be heard on here on AM 950. Coach, we really appreciate you. Good luck tomorrow against Philly. I appreciate it. I just want to say one last thing. Uh, we talked about Aaron, but the way Jamal Murray has come on mm. the last 25 games especially, uh, I'd be really remiss if I didn't mention. I think Jamal Murray is definitely all-star worthy and he should be given great consideration by the Western Conference coaches uh, the last 25 games, which is really, really kind of that, – that starts with Jamal making the game winner in Portland, by the way. The yeah. last 25 games, 20 and 5. Jamal is at 21 points a game, shooting 41 from three, 47 from the field. Mm. And I think his defense overall has been outstanding as well. So hopefully Nicola has some company in Salt Lake City with Aaron, with Jamal. Let's get KCP into the three-point three point, yes. Let's, make Amen. The, let, let, let's let the Nuggets take over Utah. <laughs> That's Amen. right. And you, you and the right. coach is going to like be beautiful. This. Yeah, the Nuggets take over in Utah. I love it. So love who's it. going to the Super Bowl, Coach? Oh, man, I don't know. I, you know, uh, it's tough to root against uh, Joe Burrow and the, and the Bengals right now. Those guys are playing at a high level right now. So we'll see if they continue to dominance over Kansas City. And then, um, I don't know, it's Brock Purdy kid, man. I know I don't know a lot about the Niners, but I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for this kid. It's a pretty remarkable story what he's done. Uh, and taken over as a quarterback for the Niners. Yeah, there's no like doubt it. about it. We'll I'll like be it. watching that. Coach, we really appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Okay, appreciate it, guys. Take Thank you, Coach. Okay. All right, there he goes, Coach Michael Malone. Uh, the Michael Malone Show. The is, man. Yeah, the, yeah, for sure. Can he uh, coach the Broncos? <laughs> he like, I know he knows football, bro. He's a leader. The Coach Malone Show is brought to you by Central <laughs> City. Take I-70 to exit Help! 243 in the Central City Casino Parkway. Your four lanes to fun. The Broncos do have a coaching situation uh, that they need to get worked out. They got something. <laughs> if you want to call it a situation. I call it a crap sandwich, and everyone's going to have to take a bite. <laughs> I said this yesterday. Why would you want the job? Okay. All right. You know what? Why do you want this job? If you're a coach, this is the worst situation you can possibly have as a coach. Judy Batista of the – I believe she just writes for NFL.com, if I'm not mistaken – yeah, Judy Bautista. For, I hate and, saying that, by the way. I'm, I'm not I, trying to oh, be I a know. hater. I love I the Bronco. I, I want know. them to be successful. I, but I, I'm looking at her like from the outsider's perspective here, and it's lame duck GM, new ownership group, bad quarterback play, inflated salary cap problems, a hundred million dollar cap hit. Randy Gregory. I mean, it's okay. Man, it's okay. Bad. Okay. All right. But well, I'm gonna put a, a bookmark right there. So Judy, Judy Bautista put out an article. Uh, yesterday, ranking the best to worst jobs that are open right now in the NFL. Best job? Number one, Denver Broncos. Best job. Here's why. Here's what she says. Uh, part of what she says. Uh, existing in the same division as Patrick Mahomes is an obstacle, but there are promising players on the roster. And yes, a quarterback, even if Russell Wilson is coming off of one of the worst season of his, uh, seasons of his career. Whoever gets the job, this job has to reverse Wilson's shocking decline, which led to Hackett's early exit, uh, less than one, one full season on the sideline. 
Wilson's contract makes it prohibitive to move him on for one season, at least one season. So it seems certainly that the Broncos will end up with a coach on the offensive side of the ball who would want to bring in a very strong offensive coordinator. The Broncos got back some of the draft capital they sent to to Seattle for Wilson when they traded Bradley Chubb. First-year defensive coordinator. Coup for him to stay. Finally, this is the first hire to be made by the new ownership group. Co-owner Greg Pinner is in charge, and he already said a new coach report will report directly to him. It's not a ton, ton, ton. Uh, but she does mention that the roster is pretty good. The quarterback has been good in the past, can be good in the so future. So where's this offensive-minded head coach coming from? Because D'Amico Ryans is the leader right now. Sean Payton's Sean not going to be the coach. Jim Sean Harbaugh Payton. already said no. Question mark. Homegirl needs to do her Sean research Clayton. a little bit more. Payton. Look, is Sean, Sean Payton gone? Not, he's he not going to be the coach. He overplayed his hand. $25 million a year is too much, especially if you – if. If it doesn't work and you fire him in two or three years, he's going to be on the hook for, what, $100 million for a coach? And you've got to give up all the draft capital. Then you don't have, what, you have three picks this year, four, five, and seven? We'll get some starters there. You only have five picks? Well, if if they, it doesn't, if it doesn't matter. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a much. If they give up a first and a third to get Sean Oh, Payton. I got you. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think Sean Payton's a good fit. I don't think he'll be the coach. I think D'Amico Ryans is probably going to end up being the guy. But if I was him... His wife's from Houston. He's got three kids. His entire family's in Houston. Her entire family's in Houston. You're painting a very bad picture right now, Chaz. I I think he ends up in Houston, honestly, Um, just just because he's got roots there. And I think that they've got a great pick. They'll get a quarterback in. He knows that he's not going to get fired in a year. He might. Well, Houston fires coaches after every year. Yeah, but they haven't had a, a, a quarterback sitting there in C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young where they can pick and put in and build around. Davis Mills is the third rounder. So I just – I have a feeling that the Broncos are going to uh, have to settle, and that's not good. Well, let's talk about this more. I, I didn't want to dive too deep into it right now. Let's talk about this more after this break. On the Chomp uh, Mazda text line, several instances of this. Charlie Sheen is the stage name. Oh, is he? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> saying, I know, they're, I know they're brothers. Emilio Estevez is the real name. Oh, because so Estevez is actually Martin Sheen's last name? Is that what they're trying to say? Yeah. So Sheen's the stage name? Sheen's are the stage name. Oh, so why didn't he just go with Martin Estevez? <laughs> I- What's wrong with your name, dog? I, I mean, know. come on. I don't know. Can't. I don't know. I'm just so learning. Apocalypse oh. Now with Martin Estevez instead of <laughs> Martin Sheen? <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about? The Departed with Martin Estevez. I mean, Sounds fine to me. I don't I even mean, know why you changed with, Sheen. What's wrong with Estevez, Exactly. Good I, name. That's Good, strong name. What I think, too. But that's what I think, too. Apparently, got to change it to some white guy stuff so you can get a job. <laughs> Thanks That's, to everybody. Sucks. Thanks to everybody on Twitter for chiming in on that. It's like this. A, a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. I, uh, I I relayed the story that on air. Mm-hmm. So when they were when the Nuggets went to play in New Orleans, they play at the Smoothie King Center, and mm. Smoothie King. Uh, Vic looks at me and says, "Is there a Smoothie King in, in Denver?" I say, "No, there's not a Smoothie King in Colorado." To which, like two minutes later, I get like. There's oh, There's so many Smoothie Kings, and um, the text line even just a couple of days ago. 
here's all the Smoothie Kings. Last night, I still got another person who said, here's a here's a smooth, passing a Smoothie King mm. in Broomfield right now. It's amazing so, what people think about. It's very, very funny. Um, we went <laughs> into the break. I know. <laughs> You're going to love my opinion on this, by the way. You were making me sad before the break. <laughs> this is going to really piss a lot of people off. Let's go. Because uh, here's why. Um, in the last couple of weeks, we will have seen Jim Harbaugh go back to Michigan. Dan Quinn pledge his allegiance to the Dallas Cowboys. No. Sean Payton looked not, like he just doesn't necessarily actually want to coach. He's just setting the bar so high that nobody wants to meet that. I need $50 million a year and all your draft picks. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. And what you're telling me right now is you're you're building a, a very compelling case for Tanking. D'Amico Ryans to go to Houston instead yes. of Denver, which leaves us with what? So I don't know where that leaves us for a head coach. David Shaw, maybe Jim Caldwell. This is kind of my point, and here we go. I don't care because whoever walks into this situation, this is what I need Broncos country to understand. This is how I see this going. Next year, instead of being a five and a five and twelve, six and eleven football team and playing good defense and then beating our head against the wall, watching Russ and inept offense, because it's going to continue, he might get a little bit better. But come on, man, the writing's on the wall. And if he proves me wrong, then I will eat crow faster than you can serve it, bro. And I'll be happy to. And they'll be in the playoffs, and that'll be that. Okay. But what I'm looking at on film, the all twenty-two, the consistency. Okay, it's not there. So I'm of the mindset that Caleb Williams is going to be the first pick of the draft next year. And I I would rather see the Broncos just absolutely unequivocally suck next year and start over. And that means that you get rid of your lame duck, lame duck GM. Your head coach goes with him. The, the Penner group has a ton of money, which means they think they have options. So they're going to make changes faster because they can afford to. It's not like the Raiders where they have to hold on to Josh McDaniels because they can't pay him. They have to get rid of Derek Carr or David Carr, whoever he is, because they can't pay him. Mm -hmm. So they've got they've got a ton of money, which gives them options. And if they struggle again next year, I would rather them struggle and win one or two games and get the first pick so they can actually get a generational talent at the quarterback position again, which they've never drafted, by the way. They didn't draft John Elway. They didn't draft Peyton Manning. They drafted Tommy Maddox. Mm-hmm. So the drafting of the quarterback has not been a strong suit in Denver. You can change that next year by drafting Caleb Williams number one, and just and moving forward there and cleaning house and getting rid of this entire generation of Bronco player. And I'm sorry to say it like that, and I know it's harsh, and there's a bunch of people that aren't going to agree with me. But how long do you want to just swim in the mediocrity pond here, guys? Eight going on nine, ten years? How like come on? You really. Look at me in the face and tell me right now that you really think Russell Wilson's going to just immaculately just have an unbelievable offseason at 33 years old mm-hmm. with $200 million in the bank, married to a superstar, more focused on being a social media influencer than a professional quarterback. At the at, After achieving everything he has, he can come in and say he wants to win super, four Super Bowls all he wants, but now it's hard. And this is the first time in his career his back's against the wall. And I, I just, I don't, I don't know, man. Judging by what I've seen, mm-hmm. I see a guy that maybe wants to be great, but his body isn't going to let him. I, I just think he's washed. All right. Um, 
a couple of things. I mean, play them next year and win six games and get the 10th pick, and you're in the same exact situation you are. You're trying to recycle another quarterback. He looked pretty good in the last two games. Yes or no? Okay. He looked, uh, he looked, he looked functional in the last two games. Okay, functional. Well, I'll give you that word. He looked functional in the last two and games. And Rippon looked really, really good against Arizona and the Jets. Functional, can he be, right? Can he be functional for an entire season? Okay. If, Ass- he, was fun- if, if he was functional this entire this season, all, would, the, would the Broncos have been in the playoffs? Of course he could be functional, but we're not paying $250 million for functional. We're paying for elite. So when you're paying him $40 million plus, he, no, no, no. You're only making that face at me right now because you saw him suck last year. <laughs> Because we wouldn't be having this conversation if he was playing at at the level he's supposed to. And we're also assuming here in Broncos country, everyone, this big-time assumption that the defense is going to be as good next year. Al Singleton's a free agent. Randy Gregory doesn't play. Bradley Chubb is gone. The best two players are in your secondary. You're losing your three technique to free agency. Evero, why would he want to stay with the new coaching staff unless he's the head coach? And then he's the lame duck victim. So we're assuming that, the, yeah, they're going to be good on defense. Their secondary is going to be stacked. Bring back Kareem Jackson again on another one-year deal. They're going to be – they have talent, but we're assuming that they're just going to keep this, like, incredible level of defense up. At some point, it's not going to continue. How many years in a row have we seen a top-10 defense get let down by an inept offense, an inept front office, bad quarterback play, offensive coordinators that can't run the football – Nobody that can lead. I mean, at some point, you just have to wash everything and start over. And with Caleb Williams on deck, that looks like a pretty good start over point to me. That's all I'm saying. But let's let's win eight, seven games and be super mediocre. And then next year at this time, we can have the same stupid-ass conversation with a $100 million cap hit on the deck. What if— Let's just keep Russell around for another year because he could get good at 36. Give me a break, dude. What if they win 11 games next year? Then I'll shut up and eat crow, and we'll see what we see. Is that so out of the question? That this team, this team as mostly constructed the way it is, can turn it around and win 11 times next year? Do I think that the Denver Broncos constructed like they are now with the 32nd Generally speaking, obviously, yeah, there's tweaks that are... I don't think it's going to be a hotbed for free agency. Nobody wants to play with Russ. And that's not my opinion. That's in, that's NFL, bro. Nobody wants to come to this circus and play with this guy. So it doesn't matter. You you have yes, all the does it, matter. you have all they the skill. T- you have the skill position that you need. Okay. You do. That's a lie, Dempsey. You always have to add to your team. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles. They not went saying there. that you shouldn't have to add so to your team. I'm just, just saying, saying guys don't want to come. Zero here. people came here. You have enough already no on your way. roster. If they don't yeah. add to this team significantly, there's no way that they're going to be a playoff team next year. Why the not? AFC is stacked, dude. They're easily the, they're they're battling with the Raiders, who have more talent than they do. For and if the Raiders get a significant quarterback, somebody the Raiders were play. terrible. Why are we? Why do we believe in the Raiders? I just said they were battling with them for the worst team in the AFC West. I oh, didn't say they were okay. good. Herbert and 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 Mahomes are going to run the AFC West for the next ten years. Maybe Joe. Maybe Mahomes. I mean Herbert. What what has San Diego? Look, home, why does San Diego? Look, why are they engendering such? First of all, they play in LA, not San Diego, and Herbert is on the the brink of being as good as everybody else. He just plays for the Chargers. What have they done? Nah, nothing. They what have did they a done? lot more than the Broncos that, did last year. They made the playoffs. Okay. You can't I'm tell like, me okay. that the AFC is a real 
like hotbed for old ass quarterbacks. They're all under 20, 29 years That's old. That's great. We balling. said that coming in. And what happened with this division? We said that coming into this year. They were fourth in the division. They haven't beat the Raiders in three years. What uh, are you talking about? Patrick Mahomes is the only is, he is the only actual real hurdle in this division. Oh my god! I don't care you about are out Herbert. of your mind because in as long AFC as Brandon Staley is the, the coach in Los Angeles, in the, uh, then that I don't have to. I don't worry about the Chargers Dempsey, at all. Why should AFC I worry about the Chargers alone, at all? We have to worry about Josh Allen. Burrow, Mahomes. Do we have to worry about Josh Allen? Yes. Do Buffalo we? is way Because their defense is terrible. Their defense is terrible. And they, they can't Denver. run the ball at all. Dempsey, we, you're, what? You're, you're killing me right now with oh. this Homer crap, bro. I, it's There's not no Homer. way you believe this. It's not Homer. So, okay. There's two good teams okay. in the AFC. Two overarching two teams. teams in the two AFC. overarching teams in the AFC. <laughs> they are the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. I am not. So, Cincinnati and Kansas City are. So, Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence aren't in a better the come position up. than us. On the come up. Way better position than we are. Are they? Buffalo's in a way better position. Yes, they have a young quarterback they can build around. So Buffalo had an had a, a off game in the division round and ran into Joey Cool and got chopped up. It wasn't so now an off they're game. on the decline. They looked terrible against the Miami Dolphins, and then they got beat the next week. That's what happened to Buffalo. The Miami Dolphins are in a better position than we are with a young quarterback, even if, if he, he is plays. See, you just, it's like. You want to say that Randy Gregory the Jets doesn't play? Are in a better, Tua the, doesn't the play. The Jets are in a better position no, than the Broncos. No, they are not. Yes, they are. They don't have a they quarterback. They a quarterback, and they're in a better position. They don't have one. And it's, they have Nathaniel Hackett. And they have How an happy entire offseason. I'm not there. happy about it. <laughs> okay. I'm not. But uh, this, we're, we're sitting here having the conversation. You're trying to tell me that the Broncos are in this good position, and you're out of your mind. Uh, you're trying they to, are in the worst position you're, possible. You're trying to tell me. You're trying to sell me on an AFC that's overwhelmingly just so hard and the tough. AFC and I just is don't see stacked, it. bro. I don't see well, it. Well, read a little bit more because the, I don't, the quarterbacks I, I have in this the eye division, test. I watch the these teams. in this conference are incredibly young and good, and they're only getting better. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.